Leadership is never easy, but you can make it simpler by identifying your leadership core values. Today, I'm going to walk you through a step-by-step process for identifying your leadership core values. And if you're sitting there saying, well, Jim, I'm not a leader. I'm not in a leadership position. Well, you need this more than anyone because you don't have to wait to lead until you're given a title. You lead right now from where you're at because people need you. Do you plan to set goals for 2022? Do you know there's another gear inside of you, but you feel like you're driving around with a parking brake on? Do you want next year to be your breakthrough year to make more money, to get that business off the ground, to get fit, to have an amazing marriage, to finally find balance and success? Well, the fact that you're listening to this right here, right now, means that most likely you do plan to set goals for 2022, and you know that there's another gear inside of you. But here's the problem. You're busy. And let's face it, like most people, you'll probably never get around to sitting down and mapping out a bulletproof plan for 2022 that you have 100% confidence in. And to be honest, most people just don't know where to start. So if any of this sounds like you, then join me for a virtual goal-setting work session on December 30th. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash 2022 to register. This is a work session. I will be putting you to work so that you can follow the exact steps that you need to take to create a bulletproof, rock-solid plan for living life at your next level with consistency and focus and balance. There's only room for 25 people, and the reason for that is so that you and I can have some personal interaction in a small group setting. I did this for the first time last year, and it sold out If you want to hear what some of those attendees said about that experience, you can see their comments on the registration page. Again, go to jimharshajr.com slash 2022. I don't know when I'll be doing this again, so if you're even thinking about it right now, go ahead and claim your spot. Just go to jimharshajr.com slash 2022. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harsher Jr., and today I'm bringing you a solo episode. We're talking about leadership. If you want to hear more of my solo episodes, you can go to jimharsherjr.com slash solo. And every single one of my solo episodes that I've ever recorded is right there. Again, jimharsherjr.com slash solo. And you can just, you know, listen to, you can hit play on all of them at the same time. If you want to listen to them all actually at the same time, you just kind of absorb it by osmosis. But I don't know about you, but there are some podcasts that I listen to where I just like to hear the host. I don't even want to hear the interview episode. So if that's what you like about the Success Through Failure podcast, you can listen to all my episodes over there. But if you want to hear all of them, of course, you can find the Success Through Failure podcast on any platform. And please give this a share. Give it a like. This is how people find podcasts these days is through word of mouth. That's the biggest thing. So if you can give this a retweet, if you can give it even just a like or a comment on Twitter or on LinkedIn. That's how people see this more. Those platforms tend to show those posts more. So any engagement there is is always welcome. And I love engaging with you. So follow me over on Instagram, Jim Harshaw Jr. Twitter, Jim Harshaw. Of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. If you do find me on LinkedIn and try to connect there, make sure you say you're a podcast listener. I don't always accept all of the connection requests if I really just have no connection whatsoever that I get a million of those. So I want to connect with you though, the podcast listener. So send me a message. I look forward to connecting with you on social media. So what are 
leadership core values? And what is a leadership philosophy? And by the way, I may interchange those terms a bit in this episode because your core values, your leadership core values will dictate your philosophy. So a leadership philosophy is, here's my definition of it. It's an overarching framework based on your beliefs and values that you use to guide your decisions over that which you manage, oversee, or influence. I know that's a mouthful. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Of course, this is in the action plan, jimharsherjr.com slash action. But the definition of a leadership philosophy is an overarching framework based on your beliefs and values that you use to guide your decisions over that which you manage, oversee, or influence. So why? Why should you identify your specific leadership philosophy and core values? Well, here's why. When you have this framework to think from in the moment as a leader, you don't have to make 100% of your decisions from scratch. It takes less energy to make these decisions. Like you already have a framework through a lens through which you can look to make these decisions, to make these choices, and they're going to be hard, especially when you're in a leadership position. These are hard things. Sometimes there's no one right answer. Sometimes you might be faced with two or even three right answers. So how do you choose? We have a framework. You have a philosophy. You have leadership core values to fall back on to give you confidence, right? So, you know, I talk about the retreat, the Pathfinder retreat that I hosted last May. Uh, By the way, I'm hosting another one this coming May. If you want information on that, let me know. Reach out to me on social media. Again, Jim Harshaw Jr. on Instagram, Jim Harshaw on Twitter. Email me at jim at jimharshawjr.com and, and we can, uh, I can get you that information about the, uh, the upcoming retreat in May. But the idea is, you know, back in May, we did this exercise where we stood at the edge of a field. And I had every one, every one of my, my clients, the Pathfinders, they're called, the program's called Reveal Your Path. And, and these are Pathfinders. And the Pathfinders would stand at the one edge of the field and they look across the field and there was a tree about 50 or 75 yards away. And I told them, okay, look at the tree and now close your eyes and walk straight towards that tree and stop whenever you think you got there. And nobody came even close to hitting the tree, coming to the tree. Like they, they veered to the right, they veered to the left, they stopped short, they went past, they were a mess. I mean, not even close. And then I said, okay, let's start this over. Now, take a look at a compass. Okay, look at the compass heading. What direction do you have to get from where you're at to where you want to go, to where that tree is? And, you know, it was like north, northwest, say. And then I would have them either shield their eyes or, or bury their head underneath their shirt and kind of put the compass under their shirt. And, and they would keep looking at the compass using that as their guide, not kind of a gut feel and a whim going on a whim, but like using the compass as their guide. Every single person reached the tree, right? When you, when you have a compass, when you have a framework, it's much easier to make these decisions. You're going to be more in alignment with who you are and where you want to go. Right, just like having a compass will do that for you. Having this, these leadership core values and this philosophy will give you a plan, a framework to think from. Right, it takes less energy. You don't have to make these decisions from scratch. Just like Steve Jobs would wear the same clothes every day. Right, it's just just one less decision to make. Right, takes just a little bit less cognitive bandwidth, and things are just a little bit simpler. I'm not saying they're easy. They're simpler when you have this. That's number one. Number two, you have fewer regrets. 
Right. When you don't have this philosophy and this framework and these core values, you're going to make decisions that, you know, you're, you're just going on a gut feel, you're going on a whim, and you really don't have a, a lens to look at this through. And you're going to make decisions that in hindsight, you'll say, gosh, that was, that was the wrong decision, even based upon the information I had at the time. Listen, we're all going to make bad decisions, especially as leaders. It just happens. But you're going to have regrets if you make wrong decisions in hindsight and say, gosh, if, if I would have just made that decision based upon who I am and what I value, things would be different. You make different decisions. And number three, the third reason why you should identify your specific leadership philosophy and core values is this. You're going to have more confidence in your decisions. You want more confidence? I mean, confidence, even when you fail, and you will, failure is part of it. Success through failure. I mean, this is a real thing. Failure is part of leadership, but you will have more confidence in those decisions. Even when in hindsight, you make that wrong decision, you go, you know what? I at least made it based upon what I knew was the right information at the time. That's what I knew at the time. That's the decision I made. You have confidence in that decision. Okay, so that's why you have to do this. This is really, really critical. It's gonna, you're gonna get better sleep at night. I mean, you're gonna have so much more clarity. You're gonna have so much more peace of mind by doing this exercise. All right, so how do we do this? Let's get into the actual exercise. Okay, I'm gonna walk you through step-by-step on how to do it, and then I'm gonna tell you how I did. I'm gonna actually give you my example of how, you know, the results of my going through this in my leadership philosophy and core values. So number one is this. Identify three leaders that you respect. It can be more than three, but let's just start with three. Now, listen, they can be in sports. They can be in business. They can be in politics. They can, it can be your boss, past or present. It can even be a family member. Just three leaders that you respect, right? And it's nice to kind of look at sort of different areas, you know, maybe one from sports, one from business, and one's a boss, and maybe even a family member, right? But, you know, kind of some different areas. And it can even be ones that you disagree with. Right? It can be a, uh, a rival team that you hate, right? But you respect their coach. You might not like them, but you respect them, right? Take your ego out of this and even put down rival teams, even rival political parties, right? What do you respect about people who, leaders who you respect, okay? So that's number one, identify them. Number two, write down or journal about what it is that you respect about them. Just doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be this long process, but just write down a little bit about each person. Like, what do you respect about them? What is it about them that you respect? That's number two. And number three, identify value words, just a few for each person, right? What are some words, some individual words, some individual value words that you can identify for each of these individuals? And I'm going to have include in the action plan a list of value words that you can choose from. Again, go to jimharshajr.com slash action. You get the action plan. And in there, I'll have a link to just a list of like a couple, several hundred uh, value words that you can kind of use as a, as a guide for you here. All right. So that's step three. Here's step four. Now identify three leaders who you don't respect. Just don't even like them. You don't respect anything about them. All right? Again, it can be more, you know, sports, business, politics, boss, past or present, can even be a family member. Next write down or journal what you don't like or respect about them. What is it that you don't like about that person? Okay, because that's step five. Step six is identify value words based on what you don't like. And again, a few for each person. Like there are some things that leaders have done 
Maybe it was your old boss. You're like, I didn't like this about him or her. This is the way they led. I don't like that. So whatever that is, you probably value the opposite. Okay? So you're identifying value words based upon what you don't like about this person and how they led. Okay? So those are the quick six steps. I'm going to give you some more here to this. But number one, identify leaders who you respect. Number two, write or journal what you do respect about them. And number three, identify some value words. Just a couple, one, two, three for each person. Step four, identify leaders who you don't respect. Step five, journal about them. Step six, identify value words about what you don't like about them, right? From based upon what you don't like about them. All right, now here's the deal. Step back, step back and look at what you wrote. Like what really stands out to you here? You know, and think about, you know, what would other people say that I value based upon what I wrote? And sometimes it's helpful to even put this away for a day or even a week and then come back to it because you'll reflect more upon this. You know, you remember writing a paper in college, right? If you wrote it one day and it was due the next day, it was crap, you know, but if you write it one day and you have some time to, to put it away and then come back to it with a fresh set of eyes, you gain a whole new perspective on it. And you can make your edits and, and revise it, et cetera. Same thing with this, right? It's helpful to do this. Um, don't worry about making this perfect, by the way. Just get something down on paper and don't worry about it. If like, hey, I don't, you know, I just want to get this done today. Go ahead, get it done today. You know, uh, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Uh, I don't know who said that quote, but it's not mine, but it's a, it's a great quote that I live by. All right, so take all these words that you've identified, the, the list of value words, right? And you have a ton of them there, you know, hopefully 10 to 20 or so, somewhere in that ballpark of different value words you've identified. And now you want to start putting them into buckets. And I do an exercise similar to this with my clients where we have them put these, these value words into buckets. And, and so here's an example, right? Maybe you identified through all of this, this journaling and writing, uh, you've identified words like excellence and first class or high quality or superior, right? Maybe let's say all, all of those show up in different, you know, different areas for different people who you just journaled about. Well, that bucket of words, you can maybe re represent that with one word, maybe excellence represents that sort of bucket, right? So you create another bucket and you move on to the next one. Maybe you identify like compassion and respect and love and appreciation. Like maybe these are all words that you use, you put them into like one kind of category, one bucket. And maybe the, the word that best describes them is love. Or maybe there's a, a word that didn't even show up. You go to thesaurus.com and you punch some of these in and you come up with another word. It's like caring. Maybe that represents that bucket well, right? You continue to do this with all the different categories of your words. And then ideally, you know, at this point, you know, you've, you've identified your leadership core values. But here's the next step. If you miss this, a lot of this work just becomes sort of in one ear out the other. And it's, it's, it's work that you do, but it doesn't stick. If you want this to stick, you have to create some kind of way to memorize this. Again, I'm going to show you my example of how I did this. But you have to have some kind of mnemonic, right? That's just a memory device. And two different ways that I do it with my clients, we help them create acronyms. Or, or just a bunch of words that start with the same letter, right? So these different core value words, leadership core value words that you've identified, you know, let's say you identify three or five or eight, and you can put them into an acronym. Maybe one of the words doesn't quite fit into the acronym. You got to change it. You go to the thesaurus and you figure out a better word, 
And I'm going to show you again what I did to make this happen for me, really make this click for me. Um, or you could, like I said, so either the acronym or you could use, you know, just a bunch of words that start with the same letter. So here's an example of, of what I did. Okay, let me pull back the curtain a little bit on my life and my leadership philosophy. And I'm going to give you the short version to spare you the details. But some people who identified Jesus greatest leader of all time, right? Whether you believe in Christianity or not, I think he's just a great example of leadership. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But Jesus, my dad, uh, got him, uh, JT. He is the guy who I worked with, JT Maxwell. Worked with him at Grand Classroom. If you're uh, a parent of a middle schooler or high schooler, your kids may have taken a uh, school trip with them. They go on the, all these awesome trips all over the country to the Grand Canyon. Of course, they do the, the typical Washington, D.C. trip, but they do all kinds of cool adventure trips. So I give them a plug because they're an awesome company that I work for. But grandclassroom.com. John McGovern was one of my assistant wrestling coaches at UVA. Lenny Bernstein was my head coach at UVA. Steve Garland, he's the current head wrestling coach at UVA. Uh, Dirk Katstra, my prior boss, Dave Redding, he's the founder of F3, Fitness Fellowship and Faith. It's the men's workout group that I'm a part of. I could go on, but I'm going to stop there. But these are some of the leaders who I identified. And I'm not going to tell you the leaders who I didn't identify just to kind of protect their identity. But oof, there's at least one in there in particular, the two in particular, I should say, that are just bad human beings that I've been around uh, who really have influenced my leadership philosophy. These were terrible, terrible leaders. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement Implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. And so, okay, so values. When I got to values, I looked at like Jesus. I looked at Steve Garland. I looked at John McGovern. I looked at my dad and all these people really cared. Like, like Jesus, he was connected with tax collectors and prostitutes, but it didn't matter to him. He just, he supported and he loved and he cared for everybody, right? Even the people who were shunned by society. Uh, Steve Garland, he's the head wrestling coach of Virginia. He and I were teammates uh, at UVA. He was NCAA runner-up, total stud uh, and, a, and a great friend. But I remember one of his wrestlers, a guy by the name of Nick Salzer. He was a three-time NCAA All-American. I, I took Nick to visit with a, a group of donors to the University of Virginia Athletic Department, not even wrestling donors, just sort of more broadly football, basketball kind of donors. And, and one of them asked them, they said, Nick, why did you choose Virginia and not go to like uh, Iowa or Penn State or Oklahoma State? Like one of the sort of, you know, major wrestling schools. And he said, and this was Nick's answer. He said, because in the recruiting process, I, I learned that Coach Garland cared as much about me as a person as he does about me, the wrestler. That's pretty powerful stuff. You know, we all want to be around a leader who cares for us. Um, John McGovern, he was my assistant coach of Virginia. He cared so much about us, man. This guy just, you could just feel the love. He was my coach, but man, he, he loved us like, like sons. And then this, this leader who I, one of the leaders who I mentioned, who was just a terrible leader. Here's an example of what he did in front of a, this was at a staff meeting. Okay. This was not at, at the university of Virginia, by the way, just so I don't want anybody sort of assuming it was somebody there trying to figure out who it was, but it, it was not there by the way, but this was years and years ago. And he stood in front of the room and we were talking about, there was maybe 25, 30 people in the room. We were talking about per diem and, and the cost of like when you travel, how much you know, meal money you get. And the, where there's one woman who was not in the room. She was out of work that day. She was not at the meeting. And he said, so-and-so about this person. He said, so-and-so could actually cut back on how much they spend on their per diem. And he chuckled and winked and smiled because she's overweight. 
And it was like, oh, it was like so bad, so uncomfortable. And it's just like, boy, the little bit of respect that I had left for him just went through the floor. I mean, just a terrible, terrible leader. And so for me, the core value word that came out of that was love. All right. So starting with that. The next one, it kind of identified the second bucket. Uh, look at my, my dad. Look at this guy, JT, who I mentioned uh, from Grand Classroom. You know, I look at Jesus. And there were th- a few things about them. Like, like my dad always has told me, he's like, you got to have the right tool for the job. You got to have the right tool for the job. And, and by the way, that means knowledge too. But you got to have the right tool for the job. He was always a big proponent of that, you know, growing up as a kid and fixing stuff around the, the house. We had 10 acres and chickens and ducks and turkeys and dogs and man, we had a, you know, huge gardens and stuff like that. And my dad, we fixed everything. We never paid for anything to get fixed. I mean, we, he fixed every vehicle, anything ever went wrong, but you got to have the right tool for the job. And he was a construction worker. So he knew that too. And, and I feel the same way, right? I mean, I just got a, a leaf blower for the first time last year. And it was like, man, got to get the right tool for the job. And now it's like, not me and my kids and my wife are outside raking leaves. It's like, you get a leaf blower, man. It makes, it makes everything so much easier. Right. And then my leaf blower started not working so right. And I, I couldn't adjust the carburetor. Uh, and yes, I do all that stuff because that's, that's the way I grew up. And, and, uh, I, I love still doing that kind of stuff, but I didn't have the right tool to adjust the carburetor. You got to get the special specialty tool bought the specialty tool and guess what? Fix the carburetor in about a minute. And when you have the right tool for the job, it just makes life easier. And I really believe in that for, for giving people the right tool for the job. I just bought a pickup truck. This is my fourth truck that I've owned, but I sold my last truck about a decade ago to buy a minivan and uh, finally got a truck again. And I don't know how I ever lived without it. Ever since I've got it, got it just like a month and a half ago, I've hauled firewood three times, appliances three different times. My wife's always buying stuff off of Facebook marketplace. You know, we're always picking stuff up, couches or whatever it might be. And, you know, just stuff off a marketplace. I've hauled lumber from Lowe's. Like, I don't know how I lived without a pickup truck, right? You got to have the right tool for the job. And again, that means knowledge too. So the core value that came out of this for me was, equip. Like you've got to equip people with the right tools. And then here's the third and final bucket. I look at Dave Redding, Dread, the founder of F3. Look at my last boss, Dirk. I look at uh, Lenny Bernstein, who is my former head wrestling coach. I look at Jesus and, and I, I look at all them and there's this sort of category of words that showed up. Um, Dread, this Dave Redding, the founder of F3, you know, his philosophy is it's on you. Like you own it. Like there are these various groups all around the country, 3000 workouts all around the country now that, uh, through under F3, under the, the banner of F3. And he didn't feel the need to control any of these as they grew. It was all about giving it away and giving the leadership away. And these are all independently organized. If, if the entire, you know, thousands of workouts all around the country, all of a sudden stopped tomorrow. The one that I go to the most right down the street from my house, it literally wouldn't be affected. We have ownership of this thing, right? We control it. Like he didn't feel the need to control these things. My last boss, Dirk Castro, the Virginia Athletics Foundation, he always gave us the space to work. He hired good people, gave us the tools we need, and he backed off and let us do our work. He trusted us and we owned, owned our work. He really gave us that ownership, the ability to own it. Um, Lenny Bernstein, I remember right before NCAA is my senior year, he let myself and, and Matt Roth, 
uh, he and I both ended up being all Americans, uh, but he let us decide our training plan. We were fifth year seniors at that point. He trusted us. He gave us ownership of our training the last couple of weeks leading up at NCAAs. We knew that he knew that we knew what we needed to put ourselves in the right position. Of course, he was there to guide us and give us feedback and all that. He didn't just say, hey, go for it. But he gave us ownership, right? And, and just like Jesus delegated to his disciples to go spread the word, he gave them ownership of the word. So that was the third category that really showed up for me is giving ownership. Okay, so if you followed along there, the three core value words that came out for me were number one, love. Number two, equip. Equipping people with the right tools. And number three, giving ownership. Okay, so that doesn't come out to a really neat acronym or and it doesn't, they don't all start with the same letter. So how do I remember it? Here it is, you right? Instead of love, I use care. Equip stays the same. Instead of give ownership, it's ownership. C-E-O. Care, equip, ownership. Those are my leadership core values. And my philosophy is based upon those core values. That's actually why I do this podcast. I didn't realize that until I did this exercise for myself a couple of years ago that I realized that, gosh, this is, this is actually part of what's driving me to do this podcast, right? Because I care. I care about you, the listener. I want to equip you with the tools that you need. And I want you to own this. I want you to own your life and, and own the success through failure. Own your failures and learn from them and be better because of them, all right? And this affects me, these leadership core values. I, I use these as a father. I care and love about my, my kids so much. I want to equip them with the right tools, like, like the right tools to train for their sports or instruments or whatever they're doing. I want to equip them with the knowledge that they need to survive this crazy world that we live in. And I want them to own it, man. I want them to like own your mistakes and, and own your wins, own your successes as well. And this is my philosophy as a father. This is my philosophy as a business owner, as a community leader. This gives me peace of mind. And now it's your turn. I want you to have the same clarity, the same framework, the same peace of mind. So it's your turn. Go to jimharsherjr.com slash action. Download the action plan from this. Save it to your computer. Put it on your desktop. Print it out. Whatever you have to do so you have the framework to go through this to create your leadership philosophy, to create your leadership core values, to create your framework, to make your life not easier, but simpler. I look forward to hearing from you. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Let me know you've downloaded this. Let me know you listen. I would love to hear your leadership core values. Hit me up. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app if you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.